From the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, I'm your host, AANP Immediate Past President Sophia Thomas, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast, bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on issues that matter to NPs and our patients. Your association is led by NPs who volunteer their time and their expertise to ensure that NPs and our patients have a voice wherever important issues are being discussed. Each year, AANP members have the opportunity to vote on who will serve in these leadership roles, and every two years, a new AANP president assumes the office. It has been my pleasure to represent you and the NP role as AANP president since 2019, but now it's time to pass along that torch to the very capable hands of someone new. It's my pleasure today to welcome newly installed AANP president and my friend, Dr. April Kapu. April is an amazing visionary leader, and I'm so proud that she's assuming the role of president. She has got some amazing things planned for our association, and I so look forward to working with her. Please help me welcome our new president, Dr. April Kapu. Welcome to NP Pulse. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today, Sophia. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so glad we get a chance to introduce uh, the world to April, the incoming president of AANP. You know, you've served in so many roles in nursing leadership um, and there at Vanderbilt. It's just been amazing to watch the trajectory of your career. And I really thought it'd be a great idea for us to introduce everybody to you and and who you are um, behind the role of president. So the first thing I want you to do is just introduce yourself to us. Okay, well, um, I'm April Kapu. I'm currently the Associate Chief Nursing Officer for Advanced Practice at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. I am also a Professor of Clinical Nursing with the Vanderbilt University School of Nursing and also the Associate Dean for Community and Clinical Partnerships there. Uh, I'm an acute care nurse practitioner, so my background is in the ICU. That's great. I was an ICU nurse, too, way back in the day uh, before I became a nurse practitioner. And so, you know, you, you've had a, a long career. I want you to tell us, you know, first of all, what made you decide you wanted to go into nursing? Oh, that's a great question, uh, Sophia. I love nursing and I love ICU nursing. So it's really neat to hear that you are an ICU nurse as well. That may be why we get along so exactly, well. Exactly, probably. <laughs> but I, I, I just love working in the ICU, working with patients and families um, after they've had surgery or at a you know, very challenging time in their life and they're in the hospital and all these different machines and bells and whistles that they don't may not understand. I love to be able to talk to them and talk them through um, the whole process. So I just really spent, love the communication piece. But I'm also kind of quirky. I love the ICU because I love to do procedures. <laughs> That's always fun, yeah. Putting in chest tubes, arterial lines, balloon pumps, all of that. I just love uh, procedures. So that's kind of why I went into nursing, uh, to spend time with patients and families and 
um, just be right there where the action is in the ICU. That's great. Was there ever a, a time in your life before, you know, before you decided to become a nurse, was there ever a pivotal time that said, you know, I think I just want to go into nursing? Yeah, I think so. I have a, a long history of working in healthcare, and I've worked at various aspects from the business end to more of the counseling end of things um, to nursing. And I think nursing is the best blend of everything. It allows for you to have that communication one on one with patients and families. It allows for you to have some hands-on where you actually can do something that is impactful um, and meaningful for that um, patient. And then as a nurse, you know, you're constantly innovating, you're planning, you're oh, yeah. creating um, workarounds. How do you, you know, manage with the equipment that you have and the supplies you have? So it just really um, um, has the best of all of those worlds for me. Absolutely. And, and problem solving is, I think, something that we do best. And certainly this year, uh, throughout COVID, which we'll get into in a minute, um, that people, you in the hospital really had to be innovative and, and create a lot of workarounds. Oh, yes, definitely. Nurses have been at the forefront and nurse practitioners have uh, stepped up over and over again throughout this pandemic. I definitely agree. Yeah. So let's uh, let's shift then to um, so you've got several roles there at Vanderbilt. Uh, let's talk about during COVID and the things that that you all did just during COVID and, and your role, because I know you were so instrumental in so many aspects of, of COVID as the pandemic began and then continued. Yes. So um my role was unique. It wasn't specific to being a nurse practitioner, but I think being a nurse practitioner added to why I was called in. But um, in March of 2020, um, in Nashville, we were actually we actually had a tornado at the beginning of March. I don't know That's if you right. remember that. Yeah, absolutely. So we opened our incident command center for that, for the tornado. And, and usually uh, incident command centers open for, you know, three days, five days, so you can address the acute needs, especially staffing needs uh, during a disaster. Well, our um, first cases of COVID uh, came to our area about that same time as well. And so our command center stayed open and it is still open to this day. Wow. Uh, well over 400 days later. Um, I was called into the command center to just be part of that leadership team um, and uh, quickly was assigned to the role of labor pool leader. And I um, really had to better understand labor, shifting labor across the system. We have 20,000 employees. We had to do an inventory of all clinical and non-clinical employees as to what their skill set was where we could call them up to work in different areas if needed. So that was a huge learning curve for me. But I think my background as an NP really helped to prepare me for that role. But being in the role of it, it advanced practice um, leader here at Vanderbilt, the very first people that I would reach out to in every single situation that we needed to provide labor for were the nurse practitioners. Mm -hmm. I mean, my very first task was putting together a hotline. I called the nurse practitioners. Um, we had to set up mass vaccination clinics. I called the nurse practitioners. I mean, they were there over and over again in every step, every initiative we've done, even through to today, where we've been doing all of these mass vaccination events, the nurse practitioners have been there. 
and you did mention the ICU and I think that's the hardest hardest area hardest yeah. hit area it's been very challenging in the ICU a lot of burnout is what we're seeing now a lot of emotional exhaustion there mm-hmm. but the nurse practitioners staffed the MICU 24-7, they staff all of the ICUs 24-7, and then we opened up lots and lots of additional ICU beds and nurse practitioners staffed those beds 24-7, and the patients were very sick on ECMO, um, just about every machine you could be on, mm-hmm. and the NPs were there um, leading the way. They very trusted by our physician colleagues and our nursing leaders and the nurses, and so uh, the NPs were really central to that effort. And that's and you had to be creative as far as when new guidelines or new possible treatments would come out. You you all would have to assess those treatments and implement. Is that correct? Yes. And so our um, NPs, along with the physicians there, they took the approach of fundamental critical care medicine, really only. Um, caring for the patients or, or implementing new strategies if they were truly evidence-based and they had been tried and true over time. So this became quite a challenge as patients would come in and the families were saying, oh, I heard this in the news or I read uh-huh. this article. Can you do this for my family member? And so the NPs had to really take a moment and explain uh, why they were or were not uh, going to employ a treatment. Uh, for the patient. So yeah, that was that was quite interesting, um, that whole evolution. Yeah, and, and you guys just had to step up and meet all the challenges that there were. And certainly, you know, as uh, I know, as the pandemic continued, you all morphed uh, or changed over and, and started doing more testing and um, you would go out into, into people's homes and, and test as well. Um, Yes, and that's what we're doing now. And I know we'll be talking about this at a, you know, an upcoming interview. But um, right now, we're spending a lot of time in the community. We have been through the big um, bolus of all of the patients that wanted to be vaccinated, the thousands and thousands of our employees and patients that wanted to be vaccinated. And now we're moving more into the um vaccine hesitancy space uh-huh. or inability to get a vaccine because of transportation or there might be a language barrier um, and, and that person might have more questions and they really need to have that in, the information interpreted. So we're really in that space now. So today, actually, um, we've got a great team of nurse practitioners out and about in the community right now uh, knocking on doors. We have another team that is hosting a community event um, where they are really trying to get the vaccine out to largely underserved uh, communities. I, and I think that's a great story. And, and so I want to shift a little bit from COVID right now because you had told me that you had a nurse practitioner team that you were leading that would actually, and I just think this is very interesting, that would go and um, do house calls for the the stars or celebrities. Oh, yes. Yeah. So... One of our star nurse practitioners, uh, Jennifer Mitchell, who has just, she's just such an innovative NP. She's one that I um, really introduced into a leadership role here at Vanderbilt early on. So she is our director for our Vanderbilt Health on Call program, and that's where nurse practitioners go to the home um, to see patients in the home for, for episodic needs. 
And so um, when we, you know, the COVID happened, we translated that and morphed that more into COVID to home. And uh, Jennifer will be joining us in an upcoming episode, but uh, she'll talk more about the COVID to home program. But they began to test in the home and they began to treat patients that were COVID positive in the home. So a whole different um, take on that. So I remember uh, having to figure out what the car kit is go- was going to look like for these practitioners uh-huh. now that they had to have the PPE, everything had to be disposable, you know, they had to don and doff before they went into the home, all of that completely different than their kit that they had had prior to uh, when they were making uh, episodic visits. So yes, um, I can't tell you who, but I can tell you <laughs> that we have made a lot of visits to sports teams, uh, celebrities. We have a lot of celebrities here in Nashville. And I I can tell you, when you call out to the NPs and say, hey, we've got this call, they were stepping up and saying, oh yeah, I'll take that call. I bet they were, (laughs) I would too. No, I I thought that was just fascinating when you told me that. I just, um, you know, it's intriguing to me. So, So let's, you know, we've talked a lot about your career and your passion for acute care and and all the leadership things that you've done. Um, Now you're stepping into this role as the president of AANP. And so what what in your career has prepared you for now assuming this role, which I can tell you is is quite challenging, time consuming, but so fulfilling? Sophia, you have just been an exemplar. Your pose and poise and grace and diplomacy throughout this whole pandemic and throughout your presidency has just been amazing to watch and you've been a wonderful mentor and this is just gigantic shoes to step into thanks um but i just want to thank you and and uh, for everything you've done you've been amazing and so yes i I, I feel a little unprepared in that respect, in that big shoes to fill, but I can tell a little bit about my background. So yes, I was an ICU nurse and in the, I was actually in the cardiovascular ICU as a nurse, love cardiac and thoracic patients, transplants, bypasses, valve repair. That is just the patient population that I love to uh, care for. But we had some very influential nurse practitioners in the CVICU. And, Um, They were uh, exemplars for me, and I really wanted to continue my education and go back and get an advanced degree as a nurse practitioner in acute care, so I did that. And then I went on to be a nurse practitioner in that same unit in the CVICU and did that for a number of years. In 2009, Vanderbilt built a critical care tower, which effectively doubled our number of critical care beds. Wow. And at that time, I was offered the opportunity to move into a leadership role as um, a director for critical care advanced practice. And the goal was to staff uh, all of our units 24 seven with nurse practitioners. And so at that time we had six ICUs and it was a big step um, to go from being an NP to to recruiting and onboarding and orienting uh, these teams and putting into place standards repair and whatnot. But this uh, this was really when I decided to pursue my doctorate because uh-huh. I knew the doctorate, the, the DNP, would really help me more from a leadership perspective to get that systems lens to really understand problem solving and financial uh, proposals. And so the DNP really helped to prepare me for being in that leadership role. 
-hmm. And then in 2014, I took on the role of Associate Chief Nursing Officer for Advanced Practice for the System, um, which is a big role. Um, We have about 1,400 advanced practice professionals. The majority of them are nurse practitioners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. So that, being able to support nurse practitioners on that level, um, really day in and day out, just um, being there to support such an amazing um, practitioner has really helped me to see how can I do this more on a national level. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, not soon after that, you were elected as the Region 4 Director and have served on the Board of Directors of AANP for several years, which um, you've been a valuable asset to our Board of Directors. And so now I'm looking forward to, you know, as you come into this position, what are what are some important things that you want to focus on that you want to look at um, as president? What do you want to what do you envision as that your top two or three things you'd like to deal with? Well, I love AAMP's mission and goal that we are really here to support the nurse practitioner and highlight their value contribution in the PEARL acronym in practice education, advocacy, health policy, research, and leadership. So I, I, I know that what we'll be doing is much of supporting all of that. And I really appreciate Uh, following in your footsteps, because I know you're very focused on health disparities, and I know that that work will continue. But my uh, passion is really in education. Mm -hmm. Um, I am faculty with the School of Nursing. I love teaching. I love um, publishing, presenting. Um, But education is very important to me, and I really think it's important that we really highlight the unique features of nurse practitioner education. Um, We are so well prepared to care for patients and that is shown in our patient care outcomes. And so I think it's really important that we highlight NP education and and all that AANP has to offer. We have so much going forward. Sophia, oh my goodness, our CE center, our conferences, our webcast, your podcast have just amazing continuous education because education is lifelong. And so I just really wanna make sure we highlight all that. I definitely have a support students and wanna make sure that all of our students uh, members have access to all the resources and knowledge about all of the resources that we have to provide uh, for students. Everything from you know, launching your career and interviewing for your first job, negotiating your contracts to just ongoing CE needed as a um, student launching into their uh, work as a nurse practitioner. Well, and you're right. You know, we do offer so many resources for, for students and, and uh, transition to practice things. And and, and you're right. I, I think that we need to highlight those and um be more visible and more vocal because we do try to meet all the members needs and we're so receptive and you know this we we listen to when people fill out surveys and we we look at those survey results and we try to develop and design programs to meet the needs of of our members and so i know you're going to continue to to want to focus on that now you mentioned the podcast and you are going to be joining me as a host of the NP Pulse, uh, the voice of the nurse practitioner podcast, which I am thrilled about. And you're taking a little bit different approach on, on your podcast. Tell us about that, because I think this is exciting. 
Well, first of all, thank you for launching the podcast, Sophia. I, I li I've been listening to a few of your podcasts recently as I've been driving into work, and I've just been so appreciative of the different topics and getting to know um, uh, the speakers a little bit better. It's been really interesting. So I, I appreciate you putting the podcast together. Um, yes, but I have a couple of um, uh, ideas and, and interest, and I, um, in terms of the podcast coming up in the fall, first related to education, I um, would like to invite several of our deans to join me in a podcast and to really get their perspective in terms of um, NP education, uh, features of NP education, what they see on the horizon or in the future as far as where education will go. Uh, their perspective is very important and we don't always hear uh, from the deans and I think that's key because they're right there at the forefront developing yep. the curriculum and, and hiring faculty and, and teaching students every day. And then the other uh, big um, series, if you will, will be leadership. Um, I just, our NPs, every single one of our 325,000 NPs has a story to tell. Yep. And they're all leading. They're leading as clinical experts. They're leading um, as, um, as educators. They're leading in, in, in health policy. There's some of our NPs are on the forefront of research. They've been on the forefront of research uh, throughout COVID. And so we want to hear those stories. And I want to hear from uh, chief um, advanced practice executives and, and VPs of advanced practice, nurse practitioners that have really gone up the rungs um, through the executive track and they work in large health systems. So um, a education series and a leadership series was really where I was thinking of going. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And, you know, as far as the leadership goes, when you think of nurse practitioner, most people think of the grassroots nurse practitioners that go to clinic uh, every day and come home. But there are so many other roles. And I think it's great that you're going to be highlighting those. Um, it's going to really shed a light on what the opportunities and possibilities could be for people who may want to advance their careers even more. So let's shift a little bit right now, and I want everybody to get to know April, the the person. Um, let's. I want to hear about uh, you, your family. Where did you grow up? Let's introduce you as as a real person. Okay. Well, I'm definitely a real person with lots of <laughs> lots of bumps and bruises and scars along the way. So, um, well, I first would just share that I have been married for 32 years. Wow. Uh, to my husband. He is a Hawaiian, hence the name Kapu. And he has a beautiful Hawaiian heritage. And we have uh, four lovely children, um, 30, 28, 26, 21, um, three boys and a girl. And um, they all have these beautiful Hawaiian names. And I just, I think that's one thing that not everyone knows about me is that I was so fortunate to be adopted into the Hawaiian culture and that true spirit of aloha early uh, in my life. And it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me is um, my husband and my family. Um, so I'm, I could talk about them forever. I do have to mention, though, I have a grandbaby. I was waiting um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> she is almost four. And uh, everyone on the board, I feel like the board has helped, helped me raise her because <laughs> They've heard everything um, as she's grown up. And then I have another one on the way. I have another grandbaby due um, in about three weeks. 
Uh, my daughter is going to be having her first baby, and so she's super excited. Um, so it has been a joy to be a grandmom. I love mm-hmm. it. That's great. Just another facet of, of your life. So, uh, you know, speaking of your life, who do you think, would, who would you say has been the most influential person for you to shape you and, and uh, to make you the person that you are today? Well, so you say the most, I think, gosh, there's, there's the personal and the professional. And then, so exactly. if I'm going to go with the personal, it's been definitely my husband. He's my best friend. Oh, that's He's, great. Um, we've just, we're just, Two peas in a pod since we first met. Um, I always say under the lamp post in Hawaii. Um, So he's the most influential every day. Just uh, my coach, my mentor, and he's a type B person. I'm a type A. Oh, that's perfect. That works out well. (laughs) Yeah. And he's the life of the party and I'm always busy, you know, preparing things. Um, But in terms of influential from a career standpoint, there are so many but I would say just close to home, I have had the most wonderful nurse leaders. I've got to say um, our executive chief nursing officer here, Marilyn Debris, she's been with me every single day for the last 14 months in the, in the command center. And she, her grace and leadership have taught me so much. And I know that I can take this into my work and my role at A&P. And then our Pam Jones, who's our senior associate dean at the school, she has been such a wonderful mentor. So I think those two have really kind of picked me up by the bootstraps and helped polish off some of the um, edges uh, uh-huh. throughout the year so I could be a better leader and really navigate in the executive space. So they have been wonderful and they're so supportive of this AANP role. And both, both Pam and Marilyn, have been awarded at different years the AANP State Advocacy Award. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. great. For their support of nurse practitioners. Yep. Oh, well, that's great news. And so it's great to have such professional role models and mentors and then having your husband support you. I know my husband has been uh, my biggest fan and supporter, and there's no way I could have uh, done this without his his loving support, going to all the meetings I had to attend, right. while he's keeping the home <laughs> fires burning and uh, the late night Zoom meetings, and, and he just understands. So it's great to have that support, um, you know, lifting you up. So, you know, as, as we're talking now, we've got we've got thousands of people listening to this podcast. Um, many of them are nurse practitioners. What is your message? What would you say to those people listening to you right now? There's so much I would say, but to every nurse practitioner, I would say, know who you are. Every single day, ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Go back to that original purpose, that original reason that compelled you to become a nurse practitioner and live by that. Always know who you are and go back to your roots as a nurse practitioner. Be proud of your education, your clinical training. Be proud of what you do. You are making a huge difference in terms of patient care. And you are an, a fundamental part of the healthcare team today. And uh, just don't forget that. Step up, innovate, lead, and, and speak. Your voice is so important uh, in our patient care realm today and in healthcare overall. You are important. You matter. Your voice matters. You shine. And you've shined over these past few months in the pandemic more than ever before. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, those are such inspirational words. Thank you so much. And and thank you for joining us today on NP Pulse. April, we're looking forward to you assuming the role as as president of AANP, joining us in the podcast to to bring different visions and, and different views of the nurse practitioner role and leaders. And um, certainly for me personally, it's been such a pleasure to work with you over these past few years. And we'll continue to work together uh, as we advance the mission of AANP. P. So thank you. Thank you, Sophia. It's been great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, April. I have no doubt that ANP and the NP role will reach extreme new heights under your leadership. I have some wonderful news. After 15 challenging months and two online-only ANP conferences, We finally get to see each other in person again very, very soon. The 2021 AANP Fall Conference is back in person this September at the Diplomat Beach Resort in Hollywood, Florida. It's going to be so exciting and amazing to be back together. Join me and your NP colleagues for some much-needed socializing and R&R, and maybe even some long overdue hugs as we catch some rays and earn some CE in sunny Hollywood, Florida. Please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, be safe, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner.